This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 10th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The appeal of Donald Trump as a presidential candidate surprised many people. So what animates his supporters? And for that matter, what values tend to animate the supporters of the remaining presidential candidates? In a recent piece at Vox, Cato's Emily Eakins, along with social psychologist Jonathan Haidt, attempt to understand the values that drive voters to support their candidate. Eakins and I spoke this week. So on a recent Cato Institute YouGov national survey, we had the opportunity to include a battery of questions that um, are used to measure something called moral foundations theory. This theory was developed by social psychologists to understand and explain moralities across cultures. But as it turns out, it actually does a really good job of explaining differences in morality between liberals, conservatives, and and libertarians in the United States as well. So we included some of these questions and then looked at how the different presidential candidate supporters scored along each of the moral foundations. If you want, I explain. I can explain what the six foundations are. All right. So this, you're talking specifically about some of Jonathan Haidt's work, and, yeah. and he wrote this article in Vox. I did uh, with him with you, mm-hmm. uh, detailing uh, how closely his ideas uh, track with political support for various candidates. So what did you find? So according to moral foundations theory, there are six unique moral concerns that all human beings have, but. Some of these concerns are are more relevant to some people more than others. And so I'll go through what those six foundations are. The first one is the CARE Foundation. This is linked to empathy. This is a psychological tendency to feel compassion or empathy for people who are vulnerable or suffering. Um, As you can imagine, uh, liberals tend to score higher on this foundation. Now, everyone cares about empathy. It's just that, on average, liberals tend to score a little bit higher. The second foundation we measured is called proportionality. This is linked to accountability. It's a desire for people to reap what they sow. So people who make good decisions should be rewarded, and people who make bad decisions, well, should just face the consequences. As you can imagine, libertarians and conservatives tend to score a little bit higher on this foundation. The third foundation is liberty. This is pretty self-explanatory. This is a desire for individual autonomy. And yes, libertarians score the highest on this foundation, much more than liberals or conservatives. The fourth foundation is authority. This is respect for authority. This is a tendency to have above-average need for order and structure in social life. And so those who have a strong need for um, authority tend to gravitate to strong leaders that can bring order to society. The fifth foundation is loyalty. This is the psychological tendency to value group membership and to think about duties of a group. So you often think about who's us, who's them. You kind of keep track of groups. And then the sixth foundation is called sanctity. Now, this one is a little bit more complicated. This is a tendency to view certain things in life as imbued with a spiritual or sacred essence. So a great example is the American flag. The American flag is a symbol. Is it a sacred symbol or a piece of cloth? Someone who, care, someone who cares a lot about sanctity will tend to see the flag as a sacred symbol that should not be disrespected. It also comes up in culture war issues. Is the body a playground or is the body a temple? So these are six foundations that have been found to animate 
morality and cultures across the world, but we also see big differences here in the United States between liberals, libertarians, and conservatives. So in our most recent national survey, we decided to see if different presidential candidate supporters also varied by their moral proclivities across these six foundations. And as you can imagine, we did. We found big differences between all the different Republican candidate and Democratic candidate supporters. Now, uh, what was, I think, notable is that uh, Jeb Bush supporters seem to be average on all of those metrics, or very close to it. You're correct. So we published a chart with this uh, recent article that Jonathan Haidt and I published on Vox, where you can see that Jeb Bush supporters look just about average across all six moral foundations. It seems as though he hasn't really connected with any one group with a particular moral message, and that might be why one of the reasons why he's had trouble gaining traction in the polls. How has Donald Trump fared? Who Who is he attracting? So Donald Trump has attracted a very unique group of supporters. It's probably no surprise. He attracts supporters who score really high on the authority, loyalty, and sanctity foundations, and then score low on the care foundation. So these are individuals who have a strong, above average need for order. They have a tendency to view people as members of groups and also tend to have a little bit less compassion than the average person. So when he calls for various immigration proposals where we're going to deport 13 million unauthorized immigrants in the United States, separate children from parents, when people say, that sounds crazy, how could you do something like that? Well, if you're not as empathetic, that probably doesn't bother you as much. What are some notable aspects of the supporters of some of the other GOP candidates? So another pattern that emerged among the GOP candidates was this endorsement of proportionality. So if you remember, proportionality is this notion of fairness, that people should reap what they sow. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio supporters are off the charts on this foundation. Other research that I've done has shown that this value uh, really um, was the prevailing impulse of the Tea Party movement, and it is often the largest impulse behind those who want limited government, because a lot of these individuals see government as this unfair arbiter that comes in and picks winners and losers, rewards bad behavior, and punishes those who made good decisions. And so for those for, for people who care a lot about accountability, they really want limited government. The, on the opposite end of the spectrum are Bernie Sanders supporters. So Bernie Sanders supporters scored the lowest on the Proportionality Foundation. And not surprisingly, Bernie Sanders has proposed a variety of policies that would dramatically increase the role of government and government spending in the economic sphere. What GOP candidate does Hillary Clinton look most like based upon the, her supporters? Oh, that's such a funny question. I would say probably Jeb Bush, because Jeb Bush is so close to average compared to the other Republicans. But I think the more interesting thing on the Democratic side is there's actually a civil war going on on the Democratic side, um, with Bernie Sanders actually attracting the more civil libertarian types, and Hillary Clinton attracting the more relatively more conservative Democrats. And so this might surprise some people since Bernie Sanders, is, you know, he's the self-avowed socialist and so forth. Um, but on social issues and foreign policy issues, he actually takes a much more libertarian approach. So for instance, he favors uh, legalizing recreational marijuana. He opposed uh, DOMA back in 1996. Hillary Clinton 
still opposes uh, legalizing marijuana, and she's changed her views on same-sex marriage, as you know. Um, on foreign policy, um, think about it. Clinton's uh, supported the Iraq War. She supported a number of interventions, us keeping troops in Afghanistan, and Bernie Sanders opposes all of those things. So. Um, Terry Michael was writing in the Libertarian Reason magazine, con- contrasting the two candidates. And he said, compared to Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders looked, quote, downright Ayn Randish. So that might come across as kind of funny for um, more fiscally conservative libertarians. But on the Democratic side, that actually is a very interesting dynamic. And it's very similar to what happened in 2008 when Hillary Clinton ran against Barack Obama. And, you know, there's this fight between Hillary and uh, Bernie Sanders that is, I guess it's perhaps a media creation, which is who's more progressive, whatever the hell that means. Yes. Yes. And on economic issues, we don't see a big difference between their supporters. They don't, you know, Bernie Sanders hasn't seemed to attract people who are significantly more empathetic than Clinton supporters. The, the way that Bernie Sanders supporters stand out is that they scored second highest on liberty next to Rand Paul. So Rand Paul supporters, they score the highest on liberty, followed by Bernie Sanders, which surprised, I think, a lot of people. So one perhaps forgivable takeaway that some people might make from this article uh, that you've written and some of the work that you've done is that Republicans don't care about people. <laughs> Not quite. So there's two things I can say to that front. On the Republican side, we actually had several candidates score above average or at the average on the CARE Foundation. So they were fairly similar to Democrats. For whatever reason, though, for whatever reason, though, they also scored low. Those particular candidates, this is Mike Huckabee and Ben Carson and Jeb Bush, score lower on accountability and liberty. So for whatever reason, on the Republican side, those you, you can't have someone that scores high on care, proportionality, and liberty yet. I don't see why that couldn't happen in the future, though. The other problem is I think it's an incorrect conclusion to make that libertarians and conservatives are less compassionate, less caring people. Empathy is a really important thing in society. You absolutely have to have empathy. But empathy taken to the extreme can turn into enabling. If you have so much empathy for someone that you enable them, you hurt them. And that's why some amount of accountability is also necessary. So in a prosperous functioning society, you have to have both empathy and accountability. It's like the classic tension between justice and mercy. And liberals tend to have the mercy part down really well. And some Republicans and libertarians tend to have more of the accountability down. But you have to have both. And it also has to be, we have to ask ourselves, what is the role for government when adjudicating between those two things? And so for that reason, I think it would be unwise to uh, to walk away from this by thinking, oh, only liberals are um, good people that care about others. Because if you take it to the extreme, you can hurt them too. Emily Eakins is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of her work at cato.org.